Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Do you want to learn how to manage your own investments? Are you ready to stop paying investment management fees and start building wealth? The DIY Investing Podcast is dedicated to providing you with the knowledge, skills, and resources you need to be a better investor. Learn how to make investments through the use of fundamental analysis, mental models, and business management insights. Now, here's your host, value investing expert, Trey Henninger. Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the DIY Investing Podcast. My name is Trey Henniger and I'm your host today. In today's episode, I will be doing a book review. Today's book is a value investing book called The Little Book That Beats the Market by Joel Greenblatt. In particular, I read the second version of the book, which is called The Little Book That Still Beats the Market. Basically, the contents of the book are identical, but the newer version has a changed introduction and afterward, which takes into account the financial crisis of 2008 and 9. If you would like to purchase this book, I would appreciate it if you do so through one of my affiliate links. These links are available in the show notes for this podcast. You can also find the book and affiliate links to purchase the book on my website at diyinvesting.org episode 6. That's DIYinvesting.org slash episode 6. If you do purchase the book through one of my affiliate links, I will receive a small commission at no additional cost to you. This small commission helps me pay the cost to produce this show. Thank you for your support. Now, on to the book review. Let's begin with the synopsis of the book. The Little Book That Beats the Market is written by Joel Greenblatt as a book to explain the concepts of value investing to his children. Thus, the investing concepts are explained in language that matches a 6th grade reading level. Concepts are kept simple, and the use of examples and allegory is extensive. This is one of the best aspects of the book. Joel Greenblatt is a great teacher. His explanations are simple, his examples are easy to understand, and they are well explained. As a consequence, this book is one that I would recommend to readers of all ages that are interested in investing. It also makes a good gift for younger readers. The basic concept of the book is that it's quite simple to beat the market. So simple, in fact, that a specific magic formula can be spelled out. As long as you follow the magic formula, you'll be able to beat the market over the long term. If that sounds too good to be true, that's understandable. The author, Joel Greenblatt, understands your skepticism. His goal is twofold. One... He wants to share his magic formula with you and two, explain the concepts that make the magic formula work. The second part, the teaching of the concepts, is much more important than the magic formula itself. As Joel Greenblatt says on page six, if you don't believe, and I quote, if you don't believe the magic formula will make you rich, it won't, end quote. 
The reason it's is quite simple. Only someone who understands that the magic in the magic formula isn't really magic at all will be able to use the magic formula to beat the market. So that sums up my synopsis of the book. Next, I'll explain my overall rating for the book in case you're a TLDR type person. Although I guess too long didn't read doesn't fit here. It's more like too long didn't listen then. So TLDL. For those that choose to continue listening, I've included a special bonus near the end of the episode. I've developed a way for you to invest using the magic formula to beat the market with absolutely minimal work on your part. The best part is, you don't have to pay any ongoing fees to implement the strategy. It's even cheaper than an index fund. But you'll have to listen further to hear that information. So now for my rating. I give the book five stars. For those who don't know my rating system, it's somewhat unique. I developed my rating system in-house, and it's specifically tailored to those interested in investing in personal finance. A five-star rating means the book is a, quote, must-buy book for anyone interested in the broad subject. In this case, the broad subject would be investing. A four-star rating would be a book which I highly recommend for those interested in a specific subject, such as value investing strategies. A three-star rating is recommended reading. I believe it's a good book, but it should be read only after reading all four- and five-star books on the subject. A two-star rating is not a recommended read. The book has some useful points, but they're easily summed up and not worth buying for the details. A two-star book would be a book that you've learned all you will learn simply by listening to a podcast from it from about me from me about it. Finally, a one-star rating is not recommended because the book did not have valuable content for a reader. It's a complete waste of money. So to reiterate, I give this book five stars. I believe The Little Book That Beats the Market by Joel Greenblatt is a must-buy book for those interested in investing. I would recommend this book to anyone and everyone interested in investing. Joel Greenblatt succinctly teaches the major concepts which make value investing successful. In addition, he provides an easy-to-understand investing strategy that anyone can use to beat the market. So those are exactly the qualities you would want in an investing book. No more, no less. So now into more of a detailed review of The Little Book That Beats the Market. My book review of The Little Book That Beats the Market by Joel Greenblatt will mirror the structure of the book itself. Joel Greenblatt divides the book into three sections. So first, I will explain the core concepts of above-average investing performance. Second, I will explain how the magic formula works to capture those core concepts into a single formula. And third, I will explain how you can implement the magic formula as an investment strategy. Now, I want to walk you through the core investing concepts that are foundational to the, quote, magic in the magic formula. My hope is that you'll learn enough from this podcast to understand that the magic formula isn't a hoax, a scam, or too good to be true. Joel Greenblatt provides key insights which all investors can learn from. So on to the core concepts of value investing that are covered in this book. The first concept that is covered in the book is that every share of stock is a share of is like a quote share of ownership in a business. So basically that you know your stocks are the shares of a business and when you buy stock in a company you're buying a more, a proportional ownership interest in the company. That means you're entitled to a share 
of all future earnings and dividends that that company produces. For example, if you buy 100 shares of a company that has a total of 1,000 shares, you would own a 10% share of the company. You are an owner of that company. This means if that company earned a profit of $1 million last year, then $100,000 of that is yours. You own $100,000 of profits. Even if that $100,000 wasn't all paid out to you in dividends, you are truly the owner of those profits. Consequently, it's possible to to determine a value for a share of stock by calculating the value of those proportional profits and dividends. This is the concept that underlies value investing. However, this process involves some estimation of future earnings. So this brings us to our second concept that I need to review, the discounting of future cash flows. So assuming you're capable of estimating future earnings, there's a second step. Cash today is worth more than cash tomorrow. This is the concept of discounting future cash flows. Let's give an example. If you had to choose between receiving $100 today or $100 in five years, which would you choose? The answer is obviously $100 today. However, a second example. What if you had to choose between $100 today or $200 five years from now? That might be a more difficult decision. Depending upon what rate of return you want to achieve on your investments, you may choose one or the other. Perhaps $200 five years from now is really worth about $120 to you today. Or maybe it's worth only $80 today. Yet if $200 five years from now is worth $120 today, then you should choose the $200 in five years instead of $100 today. So maybe that was confusing going over all those numbers. But basically, in order to value a company, you need to decide how much future earnings are worth to you because they are definitely worth less than what earnings are today. And this brings us to our next concept. And this concept is the concept of opportunity cost. How do you decide what rate of return to demand on your money? Let's think about the, you know, just in general about saving money. You know, what are your options for where to store the money that you've saved? You could put cash under a mattress. You could store your money in a bank. You could buy U.S. Treasury bonds, or you can even buy bonds from other companies. So, Quick quote from Joel Greenblatt. So on page 16, he says, and quote, as I write this, the 10-year U.S. government bond rate is substantially lower than 6%. However, whenever the long-term government bond is paying less than 6%, we will still assume the rate is 6%. In other words, our other investment alternative will, at a minimum, still have to beat 6%, no matter how long-term the U.S. government bond interest rates go no matter how low long-term U.S. government bond interest rates go. Obviously, if long-term U.S. government bond rates rose to 7% or higher, we would use 7% or that higher number, end quote. So for a little bit of context, what he begins talking about at this point is that when he first wrote the book, you could get a 6% yield from 10-year U.S. government bonds. Um, and then 
because that was essentially your risk-free rate of return, this should be the lower bound of return for your investments. And so that's changed over time, but he's placing that as your lower bound. So if you say that 6% is, should be the lower bound of your risk-free rate of return, any investment that you make needs to be able to exceed a 6% expected rate of return. Whether this is in bonds or stocks or real estate or the side business that your friend is starting up or the tech company that you want to invest in. Any investment you make needs to be able to exceed that 6% expected rate of return. Because in normal times, you should be able to earn 6% rates of return simply from owning government bonds. Now, today is definitely not a normal time because U.S. government 10-year treasuries are providing returns of approximately 2.8%. Most people do not set a lower limit on their opportunity cost target, though, which has been a major cause of the current stock market bubble. Because as U.S. government bonds have gone down in what they're yielding, people have been willing to take on more and more risk in buying stocks because they're saying they need less return to justify it. However, what Joel Greenblatt's statements that I quoted to you earlier says is that you need to not adjust this down, but instead you should only adjust it up. And so, you know, if the U.S. Treasury yields were yielding more, then it's prudent to um, take that into account but not necessarily prudent to lower your uh, target ratio. So if you could earn 12% from U.S. government bonds, then earning 10% from stocks is not sufficient. So now we have the tools used to value a company. Why would we go through all of that work? Well, the price you pay for a stock in the stock market isn't always the same value which you determined that that stock would be worth. And herein lies the concept of Mr. Market. Mr. Market is a concept developed by Benjamin Graham, the father of value investing. Basically, assume that you're a partner in a business. You have one other partner and his name is Mr. Market. Every day, that partner offers to buy your portion of the business from you or sell you his portion of the business. He will name a price every day, and you get to choose whether to accept or not. You can either sell him your portion or buy his portion. He tends to be, or you can do nothing at all. So Mr. Market tends to be quite bipolar. Some days he's ecstatic and happy. He might be overcome by greed. During those days, he'll offer to pay a very high price for your portion of the business. On other days, he'll be fearful and offer to sell you his portion of the business for a very low price. These price changes don't have anything to do with the underlying business. They are simply the result of the behavior and feelings of Mr. Market. The same is true of the stock market itself. If a stock price changes wildly over a short period of time, it's not necessarily true that the value of the underlying company has changed wildly. So this brings us to our next concept covered in the book, margin of safety. So margin of safety is another concept originally developed by Benjamin Graham. And basically that whole idea of estimating future cash flows from earlier is a difficult process. You can't be absolutely certain that you are accurate. No one can successfully predict the future. Consequently, it's important to protect yourself from mistakes that you might have made in your estimates. Margin of safety is that protection. 
Your margin of safety is the difference between the price you pay for a stock and the value you have determined the stock is worth. The larger the difference between those two values, the better. Benjamin Graham recommended that you pay no more than two-thirds the value which you determined a stock to be worth. Thus, if you thought the stock was worth $100, you wouldn't pay anything more than $66 per share. So this brings us to our uh, second-to-last concept, and that's the concept of earnings yield. So earnings yield is basically the percentage um, of earnings that you get when you buy a stock compared to the stock price. So if you paid $100 for a stock and it had an 8% earnings yield, then that then in the year that you bought it at the time, they earned $8 in the previous year. So you pay $100, you get $8 of immediate profits. Versus if the earnings yield was, what earnings yield was 12%, then you would get $12 in immediate profits. The businesses might be different. They might grow s- slower or faster or have growing yield, growing earnings or falling earnings. But basically, the idea presented by Joel Greenblatt is that a higher earnings yield is better. All else equal. You know, if you can buy um, a 12% earnings yield, it's better than buying an 8% earnings yield of the identical business. So basically, you want to buy businesses for cheap or on sale than paying an expensive price for the same business. So that's the concept of earnings yield. The next concept that he covers is the return on capital concept. And return on capital is used by Joel Greenblatt as a proxy for what is a good business. So basically, if you were to invest $100 into growing your business, what is the return that you get on that capital? You know, if you were to go out and buy a piece of equipment, how much earnings are you going to get in addition next year by putting that $100 in? If you invest $100 and you get back 5%, so you get $5 more in earnings the next year, then you have a 5% return on capital. But if you invest that $100 and you get $20 back in earnings the next year, well, now you have a 20% return on capital. And so basically, the higher your return on capital, the better the business. You know, again, all else equal, if everything's the same, it's better to get a higher return on capital than a lower return on capital. So he kind of breaks down that a good business has a high return on capital and a bad business has a low return on capital. And so that wraps up the different concepts from investing that are covered in the book. But then we got to go to the actual magic formula itself. So let's talk about Joel Greenblatt's magic formula. The magic formula combines the last two value investing concepts that I covered. Joel Greenblatt attempts to capture the knowledge that a higher earnings yield and a high return on capital are both good indicators of a purchase. So the combination of these two factors is the, quote, magic in the magic formula. And what's nice is that both of these factors are easily quantified. You can read about it yourself if you buy the book because Joel Greenblatt breaks down the methodology behind his magic formula on pages 56 and 57 of the little book that beats the market. So the basic breakdown is that you take a list of every single company within your data set, so let's say this S&P 500 or the Wilshire 5000, and you rank them. So you rank them from, say, 1 to 5,000 on the two criteria that I mentioned above, so earnings yield and return on capital. 
So the company with the highest earnings yield receives a ranking of 1, and the company with the lowest earnings yield receives a ranking of 5,000. The same occurs with return on capital. You then get a, Each company then gets points equal to their ranking. So the, when you, what you do is like the number one earnings yield company might get one point for being the number one earnings yield, and it might get 50 points for being the 50th place on return on capital. You would then add these two numbers together and get the number 51. So that one, that company then has 51 points, but the question is, okay, well, what other all the companies have? And you compare them. So then you're essentially ranking the companies from the lowest number of combined points to the highest. And the 30 companies with the lowest number of combined points are, quote, the top 30 companies that you would want to consider buying using the magic formula. So now what do you do with those companies? Basically, you would buy and hold them for a year then you would run the formula again and repeat. So the book notes that an investor that implemented this strategy for the 17 years from 1988 to 2004 would have earned annual returns of 30.8%, while the S&P 500 earned only 12.4% annual returns. This is an outstanding outperformance of 18% per year. That level of outperformance is just absolutely ridiculous. So I want to take a quick pause from the review to remind you where you can find the show notes and how to purchase the book. If any of what I've mentioned so far has made you interested in reading the book, then I would ask you to please consider buying the book through my affiliate link in the show notes or on my website at www.diyinvesting.org episode six. That's diyinvesting.org episode six. Remember, I receive a commission at no additional cost to you, and this commission helps me offset the cost of producing this show. Thank you for your support. So back to the review. So why then does this magic formula work? You know, as I said, the returns were quite ridiculous, 30.8% versus 12.4%. So Joel Greenblatt takes this this question head on of why the magic formula works. Although the underlying basis is strong, he's now published the formula available for anyone to view. Having done so, the expectation would be that any benefit of the formula would quickly be diminished. This is a key question, and yet the answer is pretty simple. The strategy works because most people won't be able to actually follow it. This strategy is designed to work well over long time periods. So let's say five years or more, especially over a time period like 20 years, 20 year time periods. And, but this aligns with most people's investing careers. However, most people are impatient and short-sighted when it comes to investing performance. This strategy often does not work over short time periods, such as one year, two years, or three years. Although it's quite well suited to outperform over longer periods of time, Most people will give up after even one year of underperformance. It's difficult to watch the market beat you by 10% or 20% and yet still trust that the magic formula is going to work. I mean, basically, you're just following what a computer has spun out to you. But again, that's why the magic formula strategy can continue working even though everyone knows about it. Because most people will, if they get a year of underperformance, will give up. They'll stop doing the strategy, even though the strategy is just about to get going when they're giving up. So what you need to ask yourself is, are you one of the people able to stick with it for the long term? 
In order for the magic formula to work, you have to believe in it and you have to execute the strategy continuously over the long term. And this is why I began the podcast by focusing on these key concepts which make the formula work. If you understand those concepts, then you understand what the magic formula is doing and why it can be successful. So now I need to ask you the question you're probably already thinking. Should you implement the magic formula investing strategy? So the answer to this question comes down to what your overall investment strategy is already, or even what you've thought about. You know, if you want to invest your money, you basically have four options. Number one, you can hire an investing professional to invest for you. Number two, you can invest in an index fund or an ETF. Number three, you can invest the money yourself. And number four, you could use the magic formula to invest. So let's talk about each of those. So the first one was use an investment professional. So most of these investing professionals are paid to sell you something. They're typically brokers instead of fiduciaries that handle your money with your best interest. And so instead of making you money, you pay them fees. And that tends to take away from your return. So I, you know, my model of the web, my motto for the website is stop paying fees, start building wealth. And I tend to think that this follows for most investing professionals. If you happen to have found one um, that has above average ability, most of the time they're already well aware, people are already well aware of that and they're no longer able to outperform because they're managing too much money. There are exceptions, but that's the general case with investing professionals. So the second option was an index fund. So with an index fund, you'll match the average, but what if you want to beat the average? Again, that's the focus of this book. And so what if, and this would, you know, most people are like, oh, well, the average sounds good. It's nice to earn 10% a year. It's like, well, the average might not be good enough. For instance, currently in 2018, John Bogle, the modern inventor of the index fund, believes that average investment returns from index funds will be much lower than they were in the past. In fact, he's estimating only 4% annual returns over the next decade. There's another valuation expert, John Hussman, who estimates that there will be negative annual returns over the next decade for S&P 500 and its respective index funds. Do 4% returns or negative returns sound good to you? If neither of those options sound good, then you're left with only the remaining two options. You can either invest the money yourself or use the magic formula. So investing the money yourself is the goal of my whole website, www.diyinvesting.org. I aim to provide you with the knowledge, tools, and resources you need to intelligently invest your own money. If you haven't checked out my website yet, then I would encourage you to do so. Your last option is using the magic formula itself. There are two ways you can go about investing using the magic formula. The standard way and an alternative way which I have developed specifically to make it even easier for you to be successful with it. First, I'll describe the standard way to use the magic formula. This is the method described by the book. So how to implement the magic formula investing strategy. Your first step would be to go to Joel Greenblatt's website, www.magicformulainvesting.com, and you can use that website to screen for stocks to buy. However, there's a caveat. You have to register to use his screening tool and agree explicitly to have marketing materials sent to you by an asset management company that he's associated with. So they'll contact you and presumably ask if you'd want 
you know, to help have them help you manage your investments. If you agree to be contacted and provide your email address, then you can use his tool. And then first, you'd create a list of stocks from his screening tool, and then you would go individually and buy each of the stocks with your preferred broker. You would then hold for a year and repeat the process. You'd have to sell the old stocks and buy the new ones. So this method has pros and cons. On the positive side, this strategy would allow you to implement the magic formula for yourself. You don't need to go through an investment professional, even though there, you have to be contacted by a marketing person to use his formula or to use his website. But you can tailor the investments to your personal needs. You can adjust the screening tool to whatever criteria you find best. He allows you to choose you know, a different number of companies that you want or what size of companies you want. However, there's also a negative side to this strategy. The magic formula is targeted at those who don't want to spend a lot of time thinking and planning their investments. They just want to have something that works and will lead to good returns. Although Joel Greenblatt's screener does a lot of work for you, it's not as easy to invest in the magic formula as simply buying an index fund. Therefore, I decided to create an alternative method for you to use to invest using the magic formula without all the extra effort. My method is just as simple as buying an index fund. So how would you implement the magic formula investing strategy with my DIYinvesting.org style? So I have a link for you to think about and remember, and this will take you to what you want to do. So if you go to www.diyinvesting.org slash magic formula, again, that's diyinvesting.org slash magic formula, no spaces, you will be forwarded to a self-created index, which I have created to track the performance of the magic formula. This index has zero ongoing fees. If you were to compare it to an index fund, the expense ratio for this index is exactly zero. So how is this possible? So I used a broker called Motif Investing to create a 30 stock index of companies that meet the criteria of the magic formula screener. At this broker, they call indexes, quote, motifs. Um, So indexes and motifs are really the same thing, um, but you'll see them called motifs on the website. So I've done all the work for you in this system. I've used Joel Greenblatt's screener on his website to build the list of 30 companies so you don't have to. This way, you also don't have to receive the marketing communications from his asset management company. And you also don't have to buy each individual company. You can buy the entire set of 30 companies with only a single commission of $9.95. For comparison, if you were to use Joel Greenblatt's screener yourself and buy each individual company, it would cost you much more. So typically, a commission for a single stock trade is about $5. So building a 30-stock portfolio would cost $150 each time you wanted to add money to the strategy. However, if you use the index slash motif, which I've built for you, it only costs a single commission of $9.95. So that's a saving of around $140 by using my method on the upfront commissions. Either way, you have zero ongoing fees like you would if you had an index fund or paid a professional. So I will then aim to update this index once per year according to the magic formula guidelines so that you don't have to worry about repeating the process either. You can just select this motif slash index, invest the money regularly, and then you should be able to achieve the returns of the magic formula without all the extra steps in the middle. All you have to worry about is saving your money and regularly regularly contributing to your investment account. 
Again, if you're interested, then head to www.diyinvesting.org slash magic formula. Again, that's diyinvesting.org slash magic formula. So a little disclosure, I believe in being fully upfront and honest about any compensation I might receive. In this case, if you choose to buy my index of the magic formula, then I would receive a small commission at no additional cost to you. So this no additional cost to you. The commission is always $9.95 whether you buy my index or motif or you build and manage your own investments. If you buy my index of the magic formula, then a dollar of that $9.95 goes to me and the remaining $8.95 is kept by the broker Motif Investing. Again, Motif isn't paying me to advertise their service. I just use their system to set this up. Again, there are no ongoing expenses for investing in this way. So although you pay a commission of $9.95 to buy the 30 stocks, you will not have to pay any further annual fees. Your investment could grow into hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars, and you'd only pay the small upfront commission. This is in contrast to an index fund, where if, as your index fund grows, even though it's a small percentage commit fee, that can add up to a very large amount over time. So this strategy means much lower expenses than even an index fund over time. So a little bit of wrap up. In conclusion, I highly recommend Joel Greenblatt's book, The Little Book That Beats the Market. I give the book five stars, and I would recommend this book to anyone and everyone interested in investing. Joel Greenblatt succinctly teaches the major concepts which make value investing successful. In addition, he provides an easy-to-understand investing strategy that anyone can use to beat the market. If you'd like to buy the little book that beats the market, please use one of my affiliate links in your podcast episode information page or in the show notes online. Thank you again for your support. As always, you can find the full show notes on my website at www.diyinvesting.org slash episode 6. That's diyinvesting.org slash episode 6. And finally, if you'd like to implement the Magic Formula investing strategy and would like to do so in the easiest way possible, then consider buying the index fund slash motif which I have built. You can do so at diyinvesting.org slash magic formula. Again, that's diyinvesting.org slash magic formula. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the DIY Investing Podcast. Please visit our website and subscribe to our email list at DIYinvesting.org for guides, videos, and resources to help make you a better investor. The DIY Investing Podcast is presented for general informational and entertainment purposes only. I have not considered your specific situation or risk profile, and I have not provided investment advice. The information presented on the DIY Investing Podcast should not be construed as investment advice. The views and opinions expressed on the DIY Investing Podcast are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect those of the show's host or sponsors. DIY Investing, its producers, sponsors, and host, Trey Henniger, shall not be liable for losses resulting from investment decisions based upon information or viewpoints presented on the DIY Investing Podcast. Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. 
They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart.